0: If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.mcgau, spelled M C G A U T H, at five star BDM, B for brand, D for development, and for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five star episode on Follow the Brand. What are you experiencing right now? And can a real-time executive coach help you in this endeavor? Sean Olson believes that he can help you to navigate your workload right now to accelerate your pace on your leadership track from three years to one year. 42% of his clients are promoted within one year. His advice is for you to become as effective as you can in the position that you are in right now to gain new leadership opportunities. Learn as much as you can at your job by experiencing a whole range and a broader spectrum of leadership choices. In the end, leadership is people. Learn to believe in yourself. Sean Olson is a firm believer in coaching to change people's lives by tapping into the who, which allows the greatness of the what to come shining forth. Faith, leadership, and education are his brand's. He helps you to turn on your brilliance to become the best version of yourself. Let's honor our similarities and cherish our diversity. Everything in leadership is intentional. Leaders are learners that set the pace with regular habits. Leadership is influenced, according to Sean Olson, who is a CEO of an executive coach, author, and speaker with over 25 years of experience helping individuals and teams reach their full potential and effectiveness. He has worked with officers, directors, and senior managers in startups to Fortune 500 companies. He is the co-founder and CEO of Renogize Professional Coaching. Renogize provides executive coaching and leadership development to companies and universities throughout the United States. He published his first book in December of 2019, This is How I Roll, Seven Strategies to Accelerate Your Leadership Growth and Promotability. Sean is an Associate Certified Coach with the International Coaching Federation. He is also a Marshall Goldsmith Executive Coaching Stakeholder Center Coach. He has served on the Program Committee for the Indianapolis Chapter of ICF and the program committee for the ICF Midwest Regional Conference. He has also completed the Coach U Core Competency Program. Sean also holds his bachelor's and master's of arts degrees. His driving passion is to bring out the incredible leader that is inside every person. Let's welcome Sean Olson to the Follow the Brand Podcast where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Welcome, everyone. And you know, it's the top of the year. And for me right now, it's around January 11th, 2022. That's a big, big, big number, 2022. What have I been doing for the last 20, 30, 40 years? Well, i tell you what I'm doing right now. We're going to be talking to an industry expert. Mr. Sean Olson, he's been telling me about a, a practical leadership coaching curriculum that he's been doing for the last 10 plus years. You know, he's an executive coach, an author, a speaker, and he has this program he calls Renalize. and he's told me a little bit about that story, but I want him to tell you. Now, He makes his home in Columbus, Ohio course we had to talk about a little bit about a football he's a Buckeye I know he's a Buckeye I'm down here I'm in hurricane country but you know in hurricane country you can talk about any other football team because they eventually come here to play for a championship so I love the Buckeyes I, I've been following them for a long time but we're going to talk about Sean and we want to frame the conversation around career development and why executive coaching is a is not a a, a want but a need if you are going to succeed in today's business world. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Sean Olson.
1: Good afternoon, Grant. Good to be here. Thank you for having me and Happy New Year to you. And, uh, you know, we do have a big commonality on the football because Miami is called the U and Ohio State is the Ohio State University. So I think we're the only two schools that
0: emphasizes the You're absolutely right. We've coined that, we've branded that, the Hurricanes, a long, long time ago, the U. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Then you got the Ohio State. That's right. (laughs) Very familiar with that.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate you having me on today and uh, just talking about executive coaching and leadership developments. And in the end, it's all about people. And that's what we want to impact because leadership is people.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And we... You know, before we turned on the mic, we talked about a little bit of that. And I like how you talked about this whispering concept, this people whisperer. I like that because I I I mentioned a lot of people when you go to school, you go to college, you, you do get some training and you get some skill sets. But are you intentional about working with people? Do you understand human awareness and are you making the connections intentionally to kind of drive relationships? So, I want to start out asking you as an executive coach. And, you know, I look at your LinkedIn profile and you're saying, are you ready to accelerate your leadership development with coaching? Tell us a little bit more about that. And what's your frame? How do you frame that conversation around being intentional about working with people?
1: Sure. So, the acceleration piece, I think, is an incredible part about it, what executive coaching does. So the way I describe it is like this, Grant, is let's say you're in an organization and you're a director and you want to become a VP. And we know because of you getting experience on the job, you becoming a leader and working every day, then in three years, you're going to be ready for that VP position because of your experience and growth over three years. But if we come on board and we coach you for a year. And in our coaching, we're with these clients for one hour every other week. So it's two hours. So it's pretty intense, two hours a month. We're diving in. We're trying to identify what are your greatest strengths? What are the gaps that we see in your leadership? But in our coaching, then it really dives into what are you experiencing right now today, right? So you have a team meeting coming up. Well, what's the objective of the team meeting? What do you want to get done? And you're like, well, I want to do A, B, and C. How are you going to approach that? You talk about how you're going to approach it. Then we offer alternative ideas. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about trying it this way instead? And then you go have your meeting. We're back online in two weeks. What went well? What worked? What didn't work? What did you learn from that? How can you keep doing that? And so because coaching is just in time, we're actually not adding to the workload of these leaders we are helping them navigate their workload more effectively, more efficiently, and they grow in the process. Well, here's the benefit of it. You work with us for a year, you go through the coaching, that job you're ready for in three years, you're ready for it after 12 months. It accelerated your pace, uh, cutting off almost two years. And so I do uh like data and stats and things. And one of the things we're proudest about at Renagized Professional Coaching is over 70% of our clients that come into coaching are in a new role. Okay. So it may be a new company. It may just be they got promoted. And as a promotion, the company is like, Hey, we want to reinforce you with coaching over 70% of our clients are in a new role. But beyond that, over 42% of our clients are promoted during or within one year of the engagement. So what that means is they're in a new role, but they're getting promoted again, during or within one year of the engagement because it's accelerating their pace and their growth and development. As a leader, you need someone else to talk to, to help you become aware of your blind spots, to help challenge you and encourage you and push you because there is no growth in comfort. Growth only comes in discomfort. And if you're open to that, coaching can be the avenue to help you push your career forward rapidly.
0: Wow. That was a great explanation and I agree with you. Uh, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and test your limits. That's the only way you're going to know how far you're going to be able to, to go. And if you've got somebody over your shoulder guiding you in the in, in the correct uh, manner, or give, at least giving you some options to see where you can go and, and grow. And those numbers you just put out are phenomenal. Uh, they're phenomenal. So you say, hey, You know, you're going to sign up for this program. You're not going to just come away. Well, you know, that was cool. Like, no, I came away with uh, another $10,000 in my pocket because I got promoted or more. You know, I was able to get this promotion. I was able to relocate, that kind of thing. So it gave you some more mobility. So I want to ask you, because I, from that, you know, going from director to VP, usually those are mid-level managers or senior level executives. Can you describe the problems in developing our young professionals? Sure. And
1: we, uh, we've we actually grown where a lot, we're getting a lot more clients now at that manager level. First time managers, young professionals coming in. The benefits of organizations about these young professionals is they're fresh out of school. They have enthusiasm. They really want to do some things, right? So organizations love those young professionals because of the energy they bring. And then it seems like within one year, that same organization squashes the energy because they plug them into a hole and they don't give them freedoms. So here's a couple of different things we encourage with these young executives and young professionals. Number one is do not try to move up too fast. Okay, so let's say I'm a first time manager, but I want to be a VP right? That's like three or four runs up the ladder. Well, what they start to do naturally is think, okay, well, what's the skill set that I need to be a vice president? What are those things I need to add to my toolkit to be a vice president? Great question. It may be good to know from a technical basis, but you're not going to go from manager to VP. And so here's what we challenge people to do is be as effective as you can where you are. So here's the phrase I actually use all the time. Be an all-star where you are, Grant, and good things are going to happen. So think about it for a second. Say, let's take the baseball context because we had the levels with minor leagues and stuff like that. If I'm a double-A baseball player and I want to move up to triple-A, I don't want to think about what do I need to be to be a triple-A player. If I'm an all-star as a double-A player, I will get promoted. If I'm an all-star as a triple-A player, I'm going to get called up to the big leagues Same thing in the corporate context. Take your time, learn where you are. Mark Cuban, uh, most of you know him from like Shark Tank, billionaire investor, things like that. I used to work at Indiana University. So he's an Indiana University alum. I love one of the phrases Mark had. Mark said this, he said, when you go to college, you pay to learn. When you start working, you're getting paid to learn. Uh, But your job is still a place to learn. Learn as much as you can, absorb it, take it all in, and then watch good things happen. And so if you really want to become a great leader, watch the leaders around you. You get hired by an organization, don't look at just your boss. Look at other bosses in the organization. Look at other leaders. I like this. I don't like this. I'd like to put this into my toolkit. Learn from everybody around you. Then incredible things are going to happen for you.
0: Let, let me ask you this, because I, I want to lean into that discussion. Uh, you brought up some very, very good things. And uh, you just get into this role, you're getting into a job, you're a first-time manager, and you want to be a leader. You have a goal to be you know, a senior leader at, at some point in time. You just spend a lot of money, you got a master's degree, and that type of thing. You made in a significant investment in yourself. My question is, but have you really looked at yourself? as an individual, do you have leadership qualities? I don't think everybody does. I think some people have leadership qualities. Some people don't. Some people need to develop. Some people, you know, because if you're going to lead people, that means people follow you. Can, are you a person that people can follow? That's an important question to ask yourself because you could be very introverted. You could be an extrovert. You have certain personalities. Is that something that you address through your coaching skills?
1: Yes. In the end, leadership is people. Okay. We manage processes. We all have a job to do. We all have the technical skills. That's why we went to college to develop those technical chops. We manage processes and those processes need to be managed so we can do a good job with whatever it is that we do. Leadership is about people. And so first off to be an effective leader I have to be self aware. Who am I? Who am I as a leader? What do I bring to the table that's going to add value not to the organization, what do I bring to the table that's going to add value to other people? So if I'm a first time manager, that means that I've got direct reports. I need to get to know them. Who are they? What makes them tick? Why do they do what they do? Where do they want to go in their life and career? Because here's the thing, if I'm looking to add value to others, they will follow me. If I'm looking to add value to myself and just get the next promotion where it's not about them, but it's just all about me, it's probably not going to happen. They're not going to follow me. And so it's the crazy paradox of leadership. The more I invest in others, the more beneficial it is to me. If all I do is invest in myself, I'm going to get left behind. I have a colleague here at our firm and his phrase is this, if you want to go fast, go alone.
0: If you want to go far, take others with you. (laughs) Great bottle. I love that. That's a great statement. And and since we're on that tip, uh, I want to ask you some other, you know, I'd like to lean in. I want to lean in on this because you coach a lot of different people, a lot of different organizations. And and there's all kinds, especially in today's world. I live in Miami, Florida. There's, There's a hodgepodge of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Different people, different different ethnicities, people from different countries, just a lot of different things. And all this, you know, a lot of these things are now bubbling up in our society because our society is changing. So, what are your beliefs about how minorities should position themselves for success in executive leadership?
1: Great question. And I'm glad you're asking that question because historically that question hasn't been asked either, right? And so I think there's a couple of different things. First off, I want to address the organizations and then I'll look at the individual. Okay, for an organizational level, I think organizations need to change how they view their potential leaders. And here's what I mean by that. There are some who kind of have like you were talking about. They have that nature part of leadership. They're just a naturally born leader. They still need to be intentional and hone those skills, but they just stand out as a leader from day one. That's only about 10%. The other 90% of leaders are ones that we saw high potential in and we gave an opportunity. Okay. Historically, most organizations in the United States, when they are rolling the dice saying, who am I going to take a chance on? They've taken chances on their white employees. Why have they bypassed underrepresented groups? I don't know. I I can't answer that. But I think one of the first pieces that needs to take place is for organizations to begin to say, if I'm going to take a chance on somebody, who's somebody I can take a chance on that's not the traditional look and feel of our organization? So the companies need to have that approach, first of all. But now let me focus those minorities and what can they do to set themselves up for success? One thing I've already mentioned a little bit is watch and learn. What do you find in other leaders in that organization? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? How can you differentiate yourself? But here's the biggest thing I say to all leaders, but I think it even applies here in a greater context. Ask questions that no one else is asking, okay? So Grant, if you were to go to Fortune 500 corporations today and say, how do you identify high potential leaders? You're right, those ones we want to fast track, we're willing to invest in one of the things they will always say is the people that ask questions that don't make sense for where they are so here's what i mean by that you are a bd guy right you're a business development guy you're a sales guy you're good at it you've been developed a career around it okay so let's say you're in the organization you're a bd guy but you're talking to your boss and your boss's boss about financials you're talking about marketing issues you're asking questions about r and d what's coming next for the organization See, all these questions has nothing to do with business development. When you ask those questions of your boss and your boss's boss and other leaders in the organization, they see a broader spectrum for you because you're thinking strategically and holistically. And so here's one of the things I challenge people to do, and I would especially challenge minority leaders for this be curious and be courageous. Be curious and courageous. Curious ask questions, go talk to people, ask for 15 minutes of somebody's time. I don't care if it's the CEO, right? Okay. If you're on the bottom rung of the ladder, you're in an organization of 1000 people, and you've only been in that organization for a month or two, email the CEO, copy in his or her assistant, because the assistant's the gatekeeper, right? And say, hey, I'm Sean. I've been with this organization for a month. I would love to have the opportunity to pick the brain of the CEO for 15 minutes. You name the time, you name the place, I'll buy the coffee. Right. Here's the thing. No one's doing that. The CEO may say, I would love to do it. It's going to take three months or four months because maybe their calendar is booked up. Follow up. Right. Be curious. Ask good questions. Ask questions that have nothing to do. Ask questions like what you're asking right now, right? Hey, I'm in your organization. I'm a minority. I would love to move up because I'd love to add value to you and your organization. Add value to them. They'll add value to you. What are some steps that I can take? Be curious and be courageous. The courageous piece, I think I just explained it. It takes some courage to take steps like that. It takes some courage to go to people that you think wouldn't give you the time of day and say, hey, I want to talk to you. But here's the thing about it, right? It's this mental thing about us, Grant. And this goes across the board. Uh, let's say, you know, somebody in your community who's a great leader. Uh, actually, I'll make it about you, a great salesperson. And you're like, I'd love to pick their brain because I could learn from them in sales. Even though I've been doing it for 30 years, I know sales inside now, I still need to learn. Right. You reach out to that person by email or through LinkedIn or whatever. You know they're busy. So acknowledge they're busy. Show them respect. But if you said, I'd like 15 minutes with you to pick your brain about sales because I want to learn from you. What does that person think and feel when they receive that email? Huh. I don't know Grant, but he just made me feel really good. He made my heart beat a little bit faster in a good way. He wants 15 minutes of my time. I'm in. Right. You learn, you grow because you're curious and you're courageous. They need to do that. But here's a big thing for young leaders and especially minority leaders. And this goes back to knowing who you are. And this goes to your issue of the brand piece. What is your brand? In the end, you are Grant Incorporated. I am Sean Incorporated, that employee they are themselves incorporated, right? They have to figure out what is my brand? What do I bring to the table that's going to add value to this organization that they need to know about so that I can execute and help them go to the next level? And here's a phrase that is really hard for people to hear, but it's crucial. No one, no one cares about your career as much as you. There's outstanding organizations out there. They're willing to invest in their people. They do invest in their people. They want to set them up for success. But at the end of the day, if worse came to worse and they had to let people go, they're going to let you go. If worse came to worse and they need to make some changes, they're going to make the changes in spite of what they think about you, right? No one cares about your career as much as you. Figure out who you are. Figure out what makes you stand apart. Figure out how you can really drive those things moving forward and great things are going to happen minorities, I think, can really do that. And I think part of it is this, and I'd love your input on this, too. Minorities have oftentimes been told they can't. They need to tell themselves, yes, I can. And they need to believe it because you're going to believe either what people have said or you're going to believe what
0: you know to be the truth. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand.
1: I Don't think what you're, to
0: you um, you're asking there is a is a psychological shift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of that's generational, right? Mm-hmm. Because here's where and I, I can I can speak for African Americans growing up in the American society, is that you've had a a system for a hundred years or or, or and I'm talking about from let's just say 1860 to 1960 that told you that you were uh you were less than. And, and systematic, it wasn't just in someone's opinion going down the street. It was uh, your participation in this economy. You did not get the same opportunity and it was deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. And we had civil rights and things started to lessen. You know, uh, there were some paths forward, but it's still a rocky road. Here we are in 2020 and we're still having some of these conversations, but I truly believe that these generations that are coming into the workforce now, uh, well, the millennial generations, the Gen X and, and others, are starting to to, to say that They're like, no, I I I'm no longer I'm not part of that. You, know, you got to remember, like my my mother, even my mother grew up during a Jim Crow South, where you grew up in an environment that told you, no, you're not good enough, you're not the same. That's only one generation. Away. You know, these are households across America that that was a reality um, Mm -hmm. that had to be um, addressed. And then you're starting to have this generation, I might even call it the Obama generation, that are now growing up. It's like, no, I just saw a president who looked like me. You know, I guess I can. And and now we're starting to see uh, cultural voices that are really coming out saying, no, I would not be treated. As a second-class citizen, this is no longer acceptable. This is not the way it, it has to go, namely because America has changed. There's a, we call it the browning of America. This has, it's, it's happening. So how do we service our population? One of the things I tell people all the time is like, well, who who buys your product or your service? Is it just one group of people? You're probably going to find out there's a lot of group. you I work working a lot in the hospital world and healthcare world. And you'll say, well, there's 30 to 40% of the people coming through this, this hospital, you know, are, are, are you could say minority people. Shouldn't your leadership reflect that? So there, there is a, a shift that's taking place, but there is a, a um, awareness, a growing awareness. Like, yes, I can, and I will, or, I do it either in an entrepreneurial world. I've seen a lot of our young professionals, you know, get off the corporate track and become entrepreneurs with Mm -hmm. a stellar skill set and still provide the service to that same corporation. But as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, getting back to that, you know, Grant Inc. or that Sean Inc., So there's shift that's taking place even in this great resignation is taking place uh, from a workplace perspective. So when it comes to career development, I like your idea of saying, first, you have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And do what you need to do uh, to 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 propel yourself forward. And that's why I'm highlighting you. You've got a or you've got a a, a program, Renegize. Mm-hmm. No that that's you. you've been doing this for 10 plus years helping people. Tell us a little bit more about Renoldize.
1: So Reogize professional coaching, we do executive coaching and leadership development in companies. When my wife and I started it, we had two primary goals. One is we are aware that executive coaches as far as establishing their own businesses, you talk about the entrepreneurship piece, of coaches don't make it on their own. It's just a tough field. In the same way that like startups, a lot of startups don't make it, right? It's over half of startups don't make it beyond two years, right? Because it's just difficult. But we are firm believers in coaching and impacting people's lives. It's not just impacting them for their business. This is impacting who they are. Coaching is about the who, not the what. Here's what I mean by that. If we're coaching you, Grant, we're tapping into you. We're asking good questions and we're helping figure out How were you created? What makes you stand out? What makes you different? By the time we're done coaching, I don't want to change who Grant is. We want you to be the best Grant possible. It's Grant 2.0, right? It's about the who. Well, when we tap into the who and pull your greatness out, the what happens, what the organization needs, how you perform better as a leader, how you help them reach their bottom line, how you help people elevate and be successful in their career, when we coach the who, the what is a result. If you try to coach the what, nothing's going to happen because it's about you, right? So my wife and I were like, we are firm believers in coaching. So we wanted to bring on a bunch of contract coaches where they can make revenue from us as well as their own business and then hopefully make it. And that's been a blessing for us. We've got 13 contract coaches that work for us right now. The second piece of it is, when we started it is we wanted to give back 33% of the profits every year to organizations around faith, leadership, and education, because we we're firm believers in giving back. And we are doing that. And so it's a joy. My wife plays Santa Claus at the end of the year. Every year, we see what the profits were for the organization. We gift it away. In the end, it's all about people. And so Renegade Professional Coaching, even all of our contract coaches, we all have the same heartbeat impacting people. And my thought is this. If our organization, if Renegize can coach thousands of people in the next two decades, we're actually impacting tens of thousands because these are leaders, right? So if I invest in him or her and they go lead their team of 10, we just impacted 11, not one. So if we're coaching thousands, we're impacting tens of thousands about how to tap into people, tap into their brilliance, helping to become the best version of themselves. That's where society wins. You know, back on this whole piece about diversity, we need to honor where we have similarities. We're all humans. We all have feelings of inadequacy. We all have insecurities. We all have the same feelings and just been through different experiences. We need to honor our similarities. The fact that we are the human race first. That's the first race we are is we're the human race, right? But secondly, and as importantly, as we honor our similarities, we need to cherish our diversity. We need to cherish what makes us different. You live in Miami. I live in Columbus. Different cultures, different things taking place. What you've experienced in your life is not what I've experienced in my life We need to honor those things. Well, how do you honor the diversity? You get to know the people. exactly. Tap into who they are. Because in the end, you are not the essence of your religion or your occupation, or in many senses, you're not even the essence of your ethnicity or color. You are a whole person that has experiences and life and joys and struggles and sorrows, and when we tap into that, when we add value to others, that's where society takes off.
0: Man, I couldn't have said that better. Uh, and that is a, a commonality and a common ground for for us to move forward as a nation. I think that is a a, a sounding board, and we've mm-hmm. all been through different experiences and different things. But here we are in a commonality of like something like a COVID, you know, a pandemic, mm-hmm. and I believe it opens the doors. And, and here we are, you know, I'm, I know a lot about digital technology. So we've had an opportunity to now talk and, and have candid conversations about certain things. I want my audience to understand and grow in leadership mm-hmm. and in career development. It is my honor to have you on this on this show, Sean, because you are exemplify exactly what I want to get across. Let's get, you know, roll up our sleeves. Let's talk about this. You can't just... Go and buy leadership, right? (laughs) No,
1: you can't. And this is one thing I want to stress here for a minute, if I can, Grant, is everything in the leadership is intentional. We coach leaders all the time that say, I hope I get a a bigger budget next year so I can do this. I hope I can fill up my team so we can accomplish this. I hope we get back to in-person at the office instead of work from home or hybrid or whatever. Leaders all the time are saying, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Hope is not leadership. Leadership is intentional. We've got what we've got, right? Do I want to have a bigger budget? Sure. But I've got the budget I've got. So what am I going to do with it? Do I wish I had a team of 10 instead of a team of seven? Yes, I do. But I've got a team of seven. What am I going to do with it, right? It's intentional. Every single thing's intentional. We coach leaders all the time. They're like, you know, I've got this employee and she's been a problem for me and she's doing A, B and C and I really need to talk about it. My question is, when are you going to have the conversation? Well, sometime soon. No. When are you going to have the conversation? Give me a date and time. And like I told you, our cadence of bi-weekly, it's like, okay, next time I'm on tell me how the conversation went and we'll help frame the conversation. We'll help guide them through with like steps for a difficult conversation, but you have to be intentional leadership. We are so intentional with this ourselves. We've actually developed an open enrollment Academy that we call the intentional leader Academy. And later this year, we are launching the intentional leader podcast and I'll bring you on at some point, Grant. Because I'd love I to be on it Turn that in favor. Everything in leadership has to be intentional, everything in life has to be intentional. If we are not intentional in saying I want to make sure that we all realize we are all the human race, we are all people we are all of equal value and I want to cherish everybody it's not going to happen Correct? hoping for equity, hoping for equality,
0: hoping for diversity it's not going to happen. We have to be intentional. 100 percent 100 percent coach coach me up you know that, that 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 was awesome. So now I want to ask I asked this a lot. Of people, because when I see a good professional, somebody is top of their game, they're an expert. I need to ask them, who do you look up to? Who's your coach?
1: Coaches need coaches. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Uh, so, Marshall Goldsmith has been rated as one the number one executive coach in America a number of times. I'm not sure if he is right now in 2022 or not. He's actually retired from actively coaching now. I went some, through some training with Marshall. I've read his books, I've heard him at conferences. So I followed a lot of his things. Uh, but in the end, honestly grant is I practice what I teach and preach to people. So I read. Voraciously, I listen to podcasts. I watch videos. I absorb as much as I can on a regular basis. Leaders are learners. Mm -hmm. Catch this leaders are learners, which means if you're not intentionally learning, you're not going to be leading very long because you have to set the pace. You have to take the initiative. If we're waiting for everybody else to do for us, we're not leading. We have to take the initiative. We have to have those regular habits. And so I'm constantly listening learning, growing. And I even get to the point where I say this, I don't care if it's a lousy podcast, a lousy book, a lousy article. If I can't pull a nugget out of that for me, that's on me because everything out there has got something for us. So whether it be about business, whether it be about entrepreneurship, whether it be about personal brand, go out there and find it because it is everywhere
0: around you. You just have to be intentional and keep on growing. Well, I, well said. Well said, and uh, and and we have the tools available to us. No one can say like, well, I don't have no." The tools are available as long as you got internet access. You got access to everything you just talked about. Mm-hmm. So much information. You just have to search for it, and know how to search for it, and and tune into it, and make it a part of your life. Make it a part of life. Like I, I love how you said earlier. You know, most leaders don't just jump out of bed being leaders. It's 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 an acquired skill, and it mm-hmm. takes practice, and it takes someone else over your shoulder a lot of time to help you, to help you along your way, so you get to where you want to go, and you become the best uh, individual that you can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's something you could ask yourself: Can you be the best Sean Olson that you can be? I don't yep. think no one can ask for, for more than I want to be the best Grant McGaw that I can be. So we're getting to the end of our discussion. Uh, but I wanted to ask you this because we talked a little bit about this and how the industry is changing, career development, that type of thing. I had, you know, like just project out a little bit a couple of years from now and and see how this ended. ended what, what trends are you seeing? And how do you see yourself creating that change? Great
1: question. I want to go backwards two years so that I can go forward two years. People think that COVID has caused everything to change in business. It hasn't. All COVID did was accelerate the pace of change that companies needed to do to move forward in the future. We knew with higher education, brick and mortar wasn't going to be there forever. It was going online. Well, guess what? With COVID, they were forced to go online. Organizations were forced to realize people want some flexibility in their work, right? They don't want to be stuck in the office all day. They don't want to be stuck in traffic an hour each way going, you know, an eight-hour workday is a 10-hour workday because I got two hours of commuting and things like that. COVID did not change business. COVID made business realize the truth that they had to face anyway, but were pushing off to the side. With that then, we've become very decentralized. We have a hybrid workplace. We have had the great resignation. What the great resignation is, is people realizing, I don't need the rat race. But Catch this. If you organization are not willing to see my value and invest in me, I'm not going to give you back what I can value to you. Right. And so people have had the great resignation because they've realized, number one, I don't need to have a fortune to retire in part. But number two, I want to work in something that's fulfilling. But catch this, organizations that have great leaders, the great resignation isn't happening. People do not quit companies, they quit leaders. People do not quit companies, they quit leaders. That's part of why the great resignation is happening. So what do we do as we look ahead? We have to realize that the future of business has always been, but especially now is about people and it's about teams. Well, we are decentralized. We do have, how do I lead my team when I've not been face to face with my team in two years? And I don't see it coming for the next year, right? You figure it out, tap into them, start texting, start using the phone. I don't know everybody's Zoom crazy because it's a video virtual, We've forgotten how to use the phone and have conversations. We've forgotten how to use text for immediate communication, right? It's still about the people and the companies that focus in on people and saying, how are you? We're here for you. What can we do for you as you do for us? Those are the companies that are going to flourish moving forward. The leaders that know their people. Here's the phrase I use. As a leader, you should know your people so well your direct reports, you should know them so well that when something's wrong, you notice. Mm-hmm. You want to be effective in the future, especially with a decentralized hybrid workplace. It's all about the people. If you know your people well enough to know when something's wrong and you ask about it, you're adding value to them. They add value
0: to you. We all win. I, you know, Sean, this has been uh, wonderful. Uh, and, and that's right uh, the empathy we've got to have you've got to ask how are you doing not just how are you doing this no no what's going on in your world because I know I'm not hundred percent of your world there's things that are impacting you uh, that's impacting your work, especially if you're in a hybrid environment you've got a dog at home you've got kids at home you've got probably a grandparent you've got you know people getting sick. Because uh, that's why we're doing what we're doing, you know. Uh, how many times are we even asking about that, and how how is that affecting you, and and all these other things that maybe it, it causes you to look and feel differently than you did even months ago. You know, might me personally. I I you no know, until I had COVID, I didn't you know what was that like, and then I got it, and then I was like, oh my god, and but then you know, I got I got through it, thank God. You know, in, in a few days and whatnot. But you begin to realize that this is a uh, it's a commonality that's out there and is causing us to reset, I believe, as a human race and how we're going to move forward on this planet, not looking at just the differences between us, but a lot of the commonalities and in celebrating that difference, as you said so eloquently uh, before. So I appreciate that. So let me ask you this, Sean, I know you've got a book out. Let's talk about that. And then tell us how to get in contact with you.
1: Sure. Yeah. The book is called, this is how I roll R O L E play on words there. Cause no matter what your role you can lead, leadership is influence, right? So this is how I roll seven strategies to accelerate your leadership growth and promotability because we believe in people moving up. Uh, it's available on Amazon. And so you can just go on Amazon, type in my name, Sean Olson, or type in, this is how I roll. You'll see it there. Uh, As far as getting in touch with me, uh, we are Renogize.com, R-E-N-O-G-I-Z-E.com. You can email me, Sean at Renogize.com. We would love to have a conversation. We'd love to have a chance to impact you and your organization. And, uh, you know, I'd like to say, you know, a lot of our work's in healthcare. A lot of our work is with underrepresented people. And, you know, if there are underrepresented healthcare leaders listening to this podcast, Email me, tell me you heard about us from the Grant McGaw podcast, the Follow the Brand podcast. And if we bring you into coaching, we're going to like take half price off of there because we just want to impact those leaders
0: in a powerful way. Wow. That's awesome, Sean. You hear that? That's half price mentioning the Follow the Brand podcast, Grant McGaw. That is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I want to thank you. I want to thank everything you're doing. I want to thank Miss Santa Claus there. You know, that is an exactly. awesome thing that you're doing, taking 33% of your profits and repurposing that back into the community. is is phenomenal. And I applaud you for that. So thank you very much. So I want to tell everybody, you can always tune in to all of our episodes at star bdm. at B for brand, B for development, and for masters.com. And I want to thank you again, Sean. You have a great evening and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Grant. I appreciate the opportunity.